When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, you're listening to Rose Ed, the definitive soccer podcast and a massive weekend of Premier League action. The Spurs were left disappointed, Arsenal get a lucky win and Manchester United are shocked and disgusted after a video emerges of Paul Skulls biting his daughter's toenails. <laughs> and speaking of crunch time, things are hotting up in the Champions League. Welcome to Rose Ed. With me as always is Hannah East. What Hello. up, Hello. What up? How's it you, going? You are right? I'm all right, love, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. Okay, just short and sweet. That's what we yeah, like. That's the always. end of the podcast. Um, Mike's here as well. Hello, mate. Hi. How are you? That was meant to be Hannah. Any good? It was, what? That's quite good. Yeah, Hannah's a bit like that, and she talks a bit like Hi. that. Anytime you do an impersonation of anybody, Joe, you do like a really Yorkshire accent. You're like Ella. Yeah, right, love. Like with any accent, apart from your German one where you you rub your nipples. But but you do have a Yorkshire accent. Yeah, but I don't rub my nipples as well, but <laughs> okay. not when I'm chatting. <laughs> That'd be awkward. <laughs> um, there's also, if you're watching the video, you're going to notice that kind of I've worn a black t-shirt and it's a black background. So I've kind of like a floating head. <laughs> it's. Have you ever seen the video for Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a- it's been seven hours and 15 days. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the head from Art Attack. Do you remember that? I do the remember head. You You look like the head. Yeah, didn't Sinead O'Connor like go nuts and send loads of people like loads of sexually suggestive tweets? I thought she was dead. Is she not dead? Mike, if no, if neither of those things are true, is that <laughs> is that libel? I don't. Oh, I just a, on on a caveat, just as I'm staring at you, Joe, you do look a bit like Lord Voldemorty because I can't <laughs> see your hair, and it's just like that looks like your entire head. It's just like. <laughs> Bloating. But he's got little slits for a nose. He doesn't even have a nose or lips. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't say it was a good comparison. It's just what you look like. <laughs> right. Anyway, on that bombshell, let's move on. I'll take that to be fair. It's my favourite character in Harry Potter. Um, look, Hannah, how's it going? Okay. How are you feeling? Well, oh, literally devastated. Um, 
Yeah, obviously, I was, I was happy to happy to chat about you looking like the head from Art Attack or Sinead O'Connor um, to avoid the fact we're going to talk about Manchester United and the thrashing that we got against <sighs> Liverpool on Sunday. Yeah. Um, it was probably the worst atmosphere at a game I've ever been to. Uh, the performance was just absolutely terrible. No, I'm not going to pinpoint an individual player every single player was way out of their expectations um, in terms of their performance on Sunday. It was just shocking in every single way. So if you don't know what we're talking about, Manchester United lost 5-0 to Liverpool at oh, Old Trafford. They were 4-0 down at halftime. 4-0 down at halftime. They had yeah. a goal disallowed as well. Paul Pogba was sent off. I mean, it was a bonanza of an afternoon for Manchester United haters. Me and Mike, I mean, we had a smashing Sunday. We loved it, yeah. Spurs did lose to West Ham, which is a bit of a shame. But... So quite what we saw on the television was quite a lot of Manchester United fans appeared to be leaving the yeah, stadium. Loads. How, yeah. yeah, how many actually did leave? At so half time. Many, um, mm. So many left at half time. We were yeah, four nil down at half time, weren't we? Yeah. Um yeah. and it was evident when everyone was kind of saying, You're not we're not gonna come back from this because you could tell nothing Ole did was gonna change that the whole formation was wrong. Um the players just they like the, for example, Greenwood just not running for the ball. They kind of, the players were just like standing there watching the match as if they're spectators. It was really, really bizarre. Um, now, as, as I've, like, I've got a season ticket at United, so it's, it's sometimes having two young kids, it's quite difficult for me to get to uh, matches. Mm. So when I do go to a game, I, I really appreciate it. I've had a season ticket for a long time. We've got friends that sit all around us. Didn't the people either side of you have a fight as well? Yeah, so the guy behind <laughs> me and the guy in front of me had a fist fight. Um, it was just ridiculous. One matter's box was right there. One matter was watching this fight as I'm restraining this guy and these like punches are being flown right across my face. And one matter was just stood there like watching it as if what is going on? But nobody kind of said, oh, you know, don't do this. People were saying, I've been a Man United fan for 20 years. I've been as if it was a competition who's been a Man United fan. It's like, well, if you were a real fan, you wouldn't be behaving this way, but it was very difficult not to be pissed off when you watch a performance like that. So yeah, a lot of people left at half time, and then probably ten minutes into the second half, just people were getting up and leaving and saying nothing, just walking out. They're like, "I'm not, I'm not watching this and getting stuck in traffic on my way home. This is just." Mike, it's some of the most shambolic defending. I've seen at, at the top level. The the first goal stands out to me. There's the ball kind of comes in uh, from the left-hand side as Liverpool are attacking and Aaron Wambasaka, Victor Lindelof and Harry Maguire have all stepped up and there's seemingly no, no defenders. There's the ba very basic, like the basic principles of defending are basically don't let somebody run off your shoulder and try and stand in a line as much as possible. It was, I mean, it was honestly like watching school kids play. It was like embarrassing and funny and comical. It and was awful. really funny. It was funny. Like, because they. they <laughs> did just... you actually laugh about that? Did yes. you laugh when you were. Yeah, watching, I did. did but you? it was like they were, they were trying to press. <laughs> and, and, and Joe was right. It was like they all individually went like one after the other. It was yeah. like. It was like watching a cartoon. Like, I think R Ronaldo tried to press a little bit, but he doesn't really do it. And then Greenwood went, which meant that Wambasaka got sucked in all the way and the team was just pulled apart. And yeah. Liverpool didn't really have to do anything like there was a lot of um that I think Diogo Jota was was talking after the game saying you know it was um we we were we were good and and uh, but it's funny because footballers don't say what's on their minds like really they would have said mm. Man United were absolutely and we it was quite easy but 
obviously they they don't but it was just it was funny to see how disorganized and how woeful they were and actually like defenders who were brilliant during the Euros Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw look like genuine amateurs because of the team yeah granted they didn't have a good day but there was no protection I mean it was mental to watch I couldn't believe that was actually Man United I think yeah. it's the, one of the worst like halves of football from Man United yeah. probably in their history yeah. it was just embarrassing given and I, that this this team was yeah. second in the Premier League last year last season and we've got three yeah incredible new signings this season like what what has changed what has gone wrong for Manchester United well do you have three incredible new signings or do you have two incredible new signings as somebody who's completely unbalanced the team well Ronaldo has caused a problem um in terms of um positions for other players but Ronaldo I don't think should be playing every match I don't think he should be starting every match certainly uh, I don't he's 36 we want to keep him fit we don't want him to get injured as we've already mentioned before but it's up to the manager to tell Ronaldo that and I don't feel that there is a balance and here I'm kind of going to go on to Ole now um just tell me to stop talking if I go on to a bit of a rant are you um, finally are you go finally gonna say it are you gonna say it's it, really Hannah? no on. it's really difficult it it, no it's again. very difficult because oh, I'm not I'm not that type of person to say we've had a, a couple of bad matches the last three matches um we'll say you literally know, Leicester, anything else but no 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 but where do we go from here mate. this is this is you you make the summary from what I'm saying then so where do we go from here that we've got a team as I said that came second in the Premier League last season we've got three new signings that on paper are unbelievable and it's not. It's not happening. We're not gelling as a team. And at the start of the season, if, if we had a bit of a, uh, you know, a couple of bad performances or average performances, we have to gel as a team. We get that. We get that. But this ultimately comes down to the coaching of the team and and why the the performance was so bad. It's like players didn't know where they were going, what they were doing, what position to be in. Liverpool just absolutely rinsed us. They were all over us, and we couldn't handle them. We couldn't handle them after about eight minutes. I think it was the first goal was within eight minutes, weren't wasn't it? it was so, after like two minutes. Was wasn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. Three was minutes, that the second one? Sorry, I lost track of uh, second goal. The second one was like eight minutes. Yeah. Bit, was like, yeah. yeah. So we, we've kind of got to a situation now where there's something that's not right. So the players uh, are brilliant, uh, but they're, they're just not getting the right direction. So that has to come down to the manager. I don't think United are going to get rid of him at the moment, but the writing's, the writing's on the wall, isn't it? We can't, you can't get absolutely spanked by Liverpool. It's one of the biggest matches in the calendar of, of the season. And, and that was just diabolical. It was embarrassing. I'm, I'm quite shocked that he's not gone already. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought it would have been done this week, but they seem to show faith in it. I think yeah. maybe it's a case of finding someone to replace him because I know there's yeah. a few contenders in there, Antonio Conte, Zinedine Zidane, I think Brendan Rodgers is reported to be on the shortlist, mm-hmm. Eric Ten Hag from Ajax. I think it's probably about sourcing that person, getting yeah. them to agree, and then they'll just do it because it seems like a matter of time now. Like Oli's probably going to be in charge for the Spurs game, but regardless, if, if they win or if they don't, I think he's still yeah. gone, right? Yeah. It's weird though, isn't it? Because I look at that list of people, right? And I guess the stumbling block with Sedan and Conte, Mike, is gonna be they're gonna they know that United desperately need them. So they're gonna want a monster contract. I mean, Ten Hag, I don't see why he would leave. Because they are just absolutely smashing the granny out of 
the Eredivisie every single week. Uh, Mashing <laughs> the granny. Beat, beat Dortmund 4-0 in the Champions League as well. I just keep looking at him and thinking, I can't believe Tottenham didn't get Eric Ten Hag in. Um, Brenda's, Roger, Bre- Brenda's Rogers. Auntie Brenda. <laughs> Auntie Brenda. <laughs> Auntie Brenda. <laughs> Auntie Brenda <laughs> hey guys, I'm Brendan Rogers. <laughs> Doesn't talk like that at all. Doesn't talk like that at all. Kids TV presenter. Mr. Tremble. Hello, I'm Brendan Rogers. Welcome to the Football Man. Uh, <laughs> I think we found a new character, Brenda's Rogers. Um, Brenda's Rogers and Andres Townsend. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, Hannah, is there like, you look at that, like someone like Antonio Conte, you think, God, he's got tons of quality. I mean, yeah. would he steady the ship? Because those players, like, if you play down the park with your mates, 11 aside, I still, like Mike was saying, I still know if I'm playing centre-back, okay, maybe one of you goes, one of you stays, looks for the ball that's going to come through the middle. You don't both, that is genuinely junior school defending. Yeah. And it desperately needs someone to take control immediately because even Tottenham might beat you now. Well, I don't think it's um, it's 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 having that dominance on the pitch as well, and we don't have a player that's kind of stepped up to that and making people accountable. Like you look at um, Henderson, it's like if anyone makes a mistake, it's like it's in their face. He's telling them that they are accountable for making errors. But it's like we don't have that either uh, within the team. There's just a, it's just really sad. It's really sad because I hate to say that I think Ole should leave. I really, I really do. But it frustrates me now that people are really criticising him this season when they weren't really saying and and kind of questioning his credentials last season. But now it's a massive issue, which I get that because we were so terrible. But what's changed um, over the last three or four matches and there's something fundamentally wrong. And obviously that's going to come down to the manager. And, and, you know, if things continue, I'm I'm not going to Old Trafford for the derby, Um, not after the atmosphere and and everything. Um, Against the, the Liverpool game, it was just awful. I just don't want to put myself in that situation again. You got Tottenham on uh, Saturday afternoon. How are you feeling yeah. about it? Oh, God. When are we doing the podcast next week? I might develop COVID. <laughs> well, to be fair, I was going to say it'd be very Spurs to just then go and lose to United. <laughs> and then I'll just, I'll just I never do, do the podcast again. You'll never, you'll never hear from me again. That'll be it. <laughs> really? Um, but how really weird, <laughs> oh. it's, it's, it's really weird because it's like, if you've, if you've literally heard in the, in the press the entire week that your manager has like, essentially lost players in the dressing room and he's going to get sacked and they're just waiting like what like it must be so weird for the players right now because what do they do because it's almost like if they put in a a bad performance they probably know that the manager's going to get sacked so the players that don't want him there they're probably just not going to turn up are they it's a really really weird situation for United to be in I don't think it's this has happened for a for a while it's interesting perfect like because professionally if you know that your boss is on borrowed time you're probably thinking yeah. like, well, I'm just going to kind of sit tight and see what happens. Like, there's no point in me putting too much graft in. Like, if it was us, we'd be like, well, I mean, Mike, we've been involved in a radio station that happened. It's like, I'm not going to work too hard because we might go, oh, we've gone under already. Good. Um, <laughs> but, but like, you, do you know what I mean? You're not going to pour your heart and soul into it yeah. because you don't know if the next guy is going to like you or going to want to change things or whatever. You're, they're probably thinking, well, I'll survive. Like, we've just got to wait until, until he goes. Um, If you listen to the podcast regularly, then you'll be well aware of our amazing sponsor, Hoosh. And perhaps you'll even have used some of their men's hair removal cream for a bit of much needed downstairs deforestation. 
And because you listen to Rosette, Hoosh are offering 20% off everything on their website. That's hoosh.uk, including their in-shower vegan-friendly hair removal cream and intimate wipes. Now remember, Hoosh Men's Removal Cream is formulated using aloe vera, chamomile oil, neroli, hamamelis virginiana, water, coconut oil, provitamin B5, and witch hazel water. Phew! To give men beautifully smooth, hair-free skin. So if you want to go hair-free without the hassle, just visit hoosh.uk and enter the code hoosh20 at the checkout. That's hoosh20. Happy hooshing. Mike, let's talk about Jaden Sancho. Uh, Sky Sports Germany, known for their humour, the Germans, um, they, they, mocked up, um, they mocked up a little Jaden Sancho in a tuxedo uh, with the the legend, they call me 007, zero goals, zero assists, and uh, and seven games. Clever. So, <laughs> Klaus, Klaus have sort of such a funny idea to do on the television tonight. <laughs> oh, no. What is it, Herman? What is it? You're not Jen Sancho. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's true, though, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> you could be a Bond villain there, mate, to be honest. Like I would very, love... Oh, mate. My dream job. One, but... Sky Sports News... Germany, if you're listening, guys, you don't even have to pay me. Like I would, I would just like guys. It's like if we got Joe Frost as a Premier League expert, I'd be like, guys, thank you for having me. This is going to be so fun. Uh, <laughs> oh god, that's the job. Um, but yeah, Mike Sancho's not doing well. <laughs> I think you should give him an inspirational talk, mate. To be honest, I think that would completely change his situation. I, I would happily be the next Manchester United manager. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie Sancho if got sacked. You'd get like a huge payout anyway. So win-win. Yeah, perfect, right. perfect. He's um poor, poor Jaden. I mean, firstly, like being mocked by by Germans on on live TV is pretty pretty sad, especially since like he was like the media darling when he was at Dortmund. So it's a little bit harsh, but um, yeah. yeah, it's not happened for Sancho. It's not really his fault. He's got a manager that probably doesn't really know how to use him. I guess can't really get the best out of him. It's not really sure what position to put him in, um, and I'm sure, as you say, when the next manager comes in, he will uh, he will find another gear. Because I can't believe I thought about this earlier that Jaden Sancho costs roughly uh, around the same as Nicolas Pepe, which is mind boggling because he's such a good player. You, you think like very much potential to be world class, like on the cusp of it, like not even far away, like an, another season or two in the Champions League and he will be there, like the best wingers in the world. So it's just, it's a strange situation. I feel a bit bad for him, but I do feel like under the next manager, he will thrive. But if that manager is Antonio Conte, I don't really think that's the sort of guy that's going to, that's going to like get the best out of Sancho. I don't know. It doesn't really seem like he's sort of player, does it? He's more of a Jacarini manager. But he will. He, who's Jacarini? Jacarini um, played for Italy when Conte was manager, and he was at Sunderland at the time. And everyone was like, "Emmanuel Jacarini, like this guy is awful." <laughs> and, and Conte was playing him for Italy just because that's what Conte does. He just gets like old uh, players who've not already played and a bit of rubbish, and puts them in his system, like a bit like Victor Moses. He like made it basically like renewed him. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Conte is a very specific manager. And it is going to be interesting to see if they go for him because Antonio Conte uh, demands complete control and complete control is probably not what he's going to get at Manchester United. I don't. I think it's the sort of board that weigh in on transfers quite heavily. So, yeah. 
it would be a weird fit. I think he's probably the best manager out there, but I don't know if it's 100%, you know, nailed on. It would take a while. Sorry. It would take a while for the uh, players to get used to that because it's kind of the complete opposite of Ole, isn't it? It's what they yeah. need, though, isn't it? It's yeah. that shock to the system. And, and yeah. also, as you say, United, you've got Ferguson still hanging around. Yeah. And for I, I get it and I get it. It's been part of it. But for a club he loves so much, it's, it's, not, it's not that helpful, I think, to have him kind of intimately involved. Obviously, we don't know how involved he is, but he's certainly kind of doing all that stuff, coming down to the tunnel, all that sort of stuff. He should, like, he should really give it a bit of distance um, just because his reputation is so big that, yeah. like... It's not that help. It's a bit like if if we were trying to do this podcast and like, so say I'm trying to do this podcast and like Dermot O'Leary's there. It's like, well, obviously. Oh God, can you imagine that'd be amazing? That's it? what I mean. Sorry, like, Joe. Obviously I'm not going to do a good job. Like he's not going to be anywhere near as good as Dermot, is it? So it's like, so in this, I'm only going to sell shower and he's, did you get the, what, the comparison, Hannah? Yeah, no, I, I just totally got it, but I'm, I'm not sure. If, um, I'm not sure. It's, it's looking at as well, the players are totally different now to the players that were under Sir Alex Ferguson. So it's a different kind of leadership and management. Would it be the same style now to what it was when Sir Alex Ferguson was uh, in charge? It's it's a very different thing that's changed. I think the issue as well with Sancho is that presumably he thought he was going to be playing up front with Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood, which is like a really fun interchanging front three. Mm. But yeah. you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, who essentially is static. So you have to play this guy up front and that limits your two wingers because that front three can't all interchange. And Sancho's not, as Mike said, Sancho absolutely killed it in the Bundesliga. I mean, he was playing up front with, what, Torgan Hazard and um, Haaland and uh, uh, Reina as well, like Claudia Reina. So like this amazing front three, but probably not as good a team as Manchester United, and he should be in the team. Right, let's have a look at probably the most shocking thing to come out of Manchester this week. Paul, oh, Paul Scholes put a video online of him. His daughter did, didn't she? Oh, it was his daughter, So, but he's, yeah, yeah. He's, so Paul Scholes is in this video of his daughter, and he's, he's biting her toenails off. Now, that is... And he's put like the caption is something like "This is love," and it's like, "No, this is true rank. love." Yeah, true love. No, truly <laughs> this is disgusting. Wrong. Now, <laughs> Hannah, you're a parent. Um, yeah, myself and Mike aren't. Well, certainly not that we'd be willing to admit to in a public forum. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> or that we know of. Um, hashtag Malia07. Uh, no, I'm joking. No, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Hashtag forgot to pull out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, Juan. Papa's coming to see you next summer. <laughs> Sorry. Not true. No, it's true. <sighs> Whoops. Uh, right. No it's, no, it's not. That isn't true, but I've made it sound like it. Right. Anyway. But like, Hannah, as a parent, that is, you wouldn't want to do that to your kids, would you? Uh, I would never do that because God knows where they put their toes. I mean, they're boys, they piss all <laughs> over them. But however, right, I used to have a boyfriend and one one morning I woke up and he was licking my toes. <laughs> and I thought it was his dog. And I was like, but it's almost like, you know, if you put your fingers in water, it makes you feel like you need a wee. I woke up and I had like hot, like wet toes. And then I was like, oh gosh, I need a toilet. <laughs> I was going to piss myself. And then I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm just licking your toes because some people like it. And I was, I was like, it's really awkward. because You're like, asleep. Oh. I was like, I, I don't like it. And I've never expressed that that was something I'd like. Oh, I hadn't even had a no. pedicure. 
Like I'd been I'd been in the fields the day before. <laughs> really. And we come by Norvester. But it was really weird. That's like I think doing I mean, this goes without saying, doing anything to anybody when they're asleep. I think yeah. it's just it's just an, unless it's like oh they look cold I'm going to pop the blanket over them. Like I wonder what you're going to say then. <laughs> they look cold. Uh, but, but it's just like doing like that. What did you say? Because I can imagine it's probably it probably feels quite nice to have your toes licked because they're oh, an yeah, erogenous guess, zone. But like I would want to be awake to consent. When you go to a spa and they're like you get a hot flannel on your toes. And sometimes it's like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, you, know, you know, when they wash your feet down when you go to a spa, and if you're going to get a massage, they like, clean your feet, don't they? Well, or I told you, me, have I got dirty feet? Well, I told you about when I was, yeah, it's yours. It's like, bloody hell, get the beach towel out. Oh, Kinnell. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got the toes. I'm sorry, a bit dirty. Oh, that's you. <laughs> um, cut that bit out. I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get dirty feet, you clean. But I went for a pedicure with my mum because why not? Um, and the, the ladies in there, so in our family, we have really ticklish feet. And like, so what happens, I don't, I don't know if you've, have you ever had a pedicure, Mike? Me and my mum went there, we're sitting next to each other. And like, they put your feet in this like little foot spa thing. It is lovely because it's really nice to have someone give that much attention to your feet. You never really think about your feet. And then afterwards, they like get this like cheese grater thing. And they scrape the dead skin off the bottom of your feet. But the thing is, it really, really tickles. So me and my mum were like vibrating, sweating, like this is where I get it from. Like literally like thrashing around, like tears rolling down her face. But then my mum unintentionally booted the woman in the face. Did she? So like everyone in there, like it was quite an attractive girl having her nails done. Everyone was cracking up because I was was there wearing a full Adidas tracksuit, getting a pedicure, crying with laughter. (laughs) It was like, it was such a weird image. And But then my mum booted the woman and there was a terrible atmosphere afterwards. I'm really sorry. But then it's like, oh, it's it's stopped being funny now because someone's got hurt. And did I, she carry on with it? Because you don't want to mess about when someone's got a blade like that cheese grater taking off your dick, like scalping you. You don't want to mess about with that. It could, you know, you need stitches if they cut you. Oh no, we'd already we'd already paid. So you've started. Now you'll finish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So this week, uh, Chorley FC as well. Um, a group of lads got their uh, their mate to, to be the mascot on so match good. day, which is so so, and he's wearing like a giant Chorley baby crow. <laughs> and he's, he's, what do you reckon? He's about, he's a, he's in his late thirties, isn't he, Hannah? Yeah. I feel like he's waited a while to get married and it's happening now and he's making the most of it. But it's really funny as well. Cause like the captain of Chorley's holding his hand. <laughs> like he's leading a child up. <laughs> and all the, the players on both teams are just cracking up laughing. So good. Um, but Mike, you've never been on a stag do. No, what? I was going to go on one, uh, this year, earlier this year, and then uh, my whole family got COVID, so I was stuck indoors. Oh, mate! For my for my first ever stag. Yeah, it was it was going to be Athens last year, but that got of course it was. He pushed. Yeah, it was. Here we go. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was going to be Athens for the lads. Zorba the Greek. Yeah, yeah. What else? Yeah, we're going to have kebabs as well. Um, <laughs> but that got cancelled because the COVID plates in. Got banter. Yeah, smashing the plates. Yeah, all that. Um, and then it, then it got cancelled. And then the year the year after, it was only going to be in Brighton. So I don't think I missed out on that much, to be fair. But um, can't believe yeah, you've never been, been on a stag, stag too. Still. What would you no. want to do on your stag? On my stag? Yeah. Uh, go to Prague, I think. And just, oh. just do everything, everything. Yeah, 
Oh. Well, I mean, open, open to imagination. Some of those things could ruin your prospective marriage. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. let's... let's yeah. Because I'm guessing Hannah and I are going to be joint best men. So just when we organise yeah. it. Can you imagine our speech? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, hello, welcome to Mike's wedding. Uh, you might recognise us from Rose Ed, the Definitive Soccer Podcast. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> what? Get him off. You know, dead, you know, dead. <laughs> <laughs> All Hannah's like TikTok like warriors will be turning up with oh, the pitch God, yeah. Oh yeah, one of the little lads who works there. I've seen you on TikTok. F you. Yeah. <laughs> you were horrible about me forehead. <laughs> Hannah, what did you do on your uh, on your Hindu? You nearly said stag do because you forgot I was a girl because I talk like I've got a toilet mouth. Um so I went to Blackpool for two nights. Classy. Stayed in a swingers hotel. It was, there was no hot water. There was blood stains on the wall. It was £2.50 a night. Oh £2.50? Best couple. Yeah, you could hear people like fully, like fam, not families, like couples swapping and everything in the attic. <laughs> and it's <laughs> absolutely stunk as <laughs> However, it was the best two nights of my life. And do you know where my husband went on his stag do? Las yeah. Vegas for nine days. Nine days. That yeah. is a long stag yeah. do. He booked and expensive. it. Expensive. He booked it and he was like, he came back. He'd had a few drinks with the lads. Came back and he said, um, Oh, babe, you know, I've booked out a box stag do. And I was like, Oh, amazing. Because that was when like, we got married when like the hangover came out and everything. So I was like, Oh, you should go to Vegas for a couple of nights. You'd have an amazing time. And he was like, Oh, yeah, because I go on the Tuesday and come back on the Thursday. So I thought you could just yeah, put all our stuff in the truck and drive us there to the airport. So I was like, Oh, and then I sat up like the exorcist in bed, put the light on. I was like, well, why would you only go to Vegas? That would only be like one night, really, by the time you've got there. And back, he's like, oh, no, honestly, if you bought six nights, you got two free. And I was like, uh, you what, love? It's just good business sense. <laughs> so I tried, tried yeah, to put exactly. my foot down, but obviously I went anyway and I, like had the most amazing time. I but think nine, good as mine. Well, nine days in Vegas sounds like hell. Because the problem with a stag dude is you have a great time for two days and yeah. then you want to come home. Because yeah. you've just like, you've just been drinking relentlessly. And if you're like me, rotting. Yeah. yeah, just eating hash cakes and every, <laughs> and it's just like, I just want to go home now. Yeah. Um, I did actually have to do that in a stag do in Copenhagen. I felt so ill on the last day that I booked a hotel and stayed an extra night just to sleep because I couldn't actually walk down the street. I thought I was going to pass out. Andy came back from Vegas and uh, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. He was like having a desperado with a bowl of Weetabix. And I was like, are you okay? He was like, I don't think so. Like really shaky. <laughs> he went He went to town on it, yeah. Well, because he couldn't, he couldn't, he's got so used to drinking, he couldn't yeah. stop. Yeah, like vodka and stuff every day. So he had a desperado for breakfast when he got back. Good, it just turned your husband into an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. What do you do in Blackpool? Just like donkey rides and stuff. No, we went to watch um, a cabaret, the dry hump me. Uh, I loved that. Yeah, it was great. And then, um, yeah, we had like a burlesque dancing thing and we just got really drunk. And my friends made me do 28 shots in a row. And my best friend took me up to the toilet and she put her fingers down my throat to make me be sick because otherwise she was like, you ain't going to survive the night. 28 shots of what? Um, apple sours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, still. That was a really weird experience getting fingered in my mouth by my best mate. So, oh, whether it's... <laughs> when you put it like that. Whether it's toes yeah. or fingers, there's something for everybody with Hannah East. <laughs> <laughs> Every crevice. Um, Every crevice counts. And I think with that statement, it's probably <laughs> quite a good place to leave it. Um, nice one, Hannah. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Mike. 
Cheers. Don't forget, if you do want to follow us, it's Rose Ed Pod on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's Rose Ed Soccer. We're also on YouTube. We're also on Facebook. Just type it in and you will find us. Um, right. We will see you next time. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.